Welcome to the Episcopal Church of the Holy Communion. Thank you for joining us for this sermon. You can find all of our sermons at holycommunion.net and our Facebook, YouTube, and podcast channels. Consider hitting like or subscribe. Consider sharing this sermon with others. It helps us to reach more people like you. We are so thankful to those who support our ministry. You can give today at holycommunion.net backslash give. We've come to the end of ordinary time. And this is the feast of the reign of Christ, the last Sunday after Pentecost. And our ancestors knew something about time. They knew about the difficulty of November's shorter days. As the night grows longer, they knew it helps to start lighting candles, to burn a little incense, to prepare our hearts. We live in difficult times, unsure times, prices rising, politicos prognosticating, public health experts cautioning. These days are tough, aren't they? We come to church in part to remind us that time is bigger than the news cycle. We come to church to remember that we function on a deeper time. I think it was Madeline Lingle's writing that first taught me that there are two words in Greek for time. Chronos, chronology, the time you measure with a watch, and kairos, God's time. We come to church to remember we function in God's time. At the turn of the calendar in the church, it's marked with hymns and colors on the altar, with candles and prayer, but our measuring of time is just that. All the pageantry, all the colored silk, all the music, the candle wax and the collects, all of it is just a measure. These are but the markings of something deeper. We Christians mark our time with a story. Each year we tell the story again. We begin in Advent with the coming of Christ. We tell the story of Jesus across these sacred seasons. A story that leads from his heralded birth through ministry to 40 days in the desert, past the Mount of Olives with waving palms, and to the mournful cross of Calvary. When we shout hallelujahs of Easter at his resurrection and wonder at the strained rush of wind at Pentecost, the holy languages, we tell a story that has a certain power. We have the audacity to stay. We have the audacity to say, this is the story on which we place our hope. This is the story toward which we sink our foundations. The story of a beloved child, a healer and prophet who disclosed to us good news. Our world may seem to be ruled by cruel men. Violence may appear to dominate, but dig a little deeper. At the heart, our story tells us the world is about love, about kindness, about working for equity and justice. In 2022, after three years of pandemic and facing all the supposed technological conveniences and all the political complications of life, you may wonder why bother with church? Isn't this all a bit silly? 
Well, the answer is yes. Church is a bit silly. It can feel like a waste of time to wake up early, get dressed, get out the door. In, in a church like this one, the clergy dress up in really strange outfits. And the room might be a little too warm or a little too cold, depending on whether you're sitting near a radiator or a cracked window. What we do here can feel silly, but the silly has a purpose. Gathering together with folks you might never choose to befriend in the workplace or on the street. Gathering together to remember this story matters. Gathering to break bread and share in the story of God's self-giving love matters. This is the place where we put our deepest story, God's story, in dialogue with our world today. What I believe, in part because of the people in this room, is that the world needs our story. We live in a world that tells cruel tales. We live in a city surrounded by churches that tell a cruel version of the story. We live in a world that rewards ruthless people and inspires the hateful. We live in a world that plays into political opportunism. And I believe our world needs places like this one. Places where we point to a deeper story, a more lasting story, a story that has the capacity to remake our world by remaking us. Earlier this year, I had a chance to visit partners in El Salvador. And while I was there, they pointed out that today, was not just the end of the liturgical year, but Sunday, the 20th of November, is Trans Memorial Sunday, the Trans Day of Remembrance. It's a day that I wish we didn't have to mark. I just learned this morning on my drive in about the mass shooting in my home state of Colorado at an LGBTQ nightclub. I wish we didn't have to remember leaders who died before their time. Down in El Salvador with our partners at Christosol, I had a chance to visit with this incredible team of young leaders, all trans, all part of an intern program. You see, our partners at Christosol made a bet that if they invested in a group of leaders that their society ignored, society ignored at best, if they invested in a group of leaders who had a hard time securing a job because of their identity, that their investment would pay dividends. Too often our world erases trans voices. Christosol chooses to amplify them. These young people are making a real change in their community, building access to healthcare and demanding rights. And Christosol was founded by the Salvadoran Episcopal Bishop Martin Barahona. He wanted an organization that could take our sacred story and remake his country and the countries around it in response. And the story that we tell, the story we've just listened to, it tells us that Jesus lived a life that began by bringing good news to the poor, proclaiming release to the captives. And we tell a story that God chose the excluded and the persecuted. God died alongside criminals, assuring one of them, today you will be with me in paradise. 
If someone has told you that the story Christians tell is about power and control, if someone has told you that you don't belong, or that someone you care about is excluded from God's love, if someone told you Jesus is about hate, then those so-called Christians must be reading a different story. We come back to this church year in and year out, Sunday after Sunday, to return to the story of God's relentless love. We come here to remember that all the stories our world wants to hand us, that we're not enough because of our age, our gender identity, our bodies, our disability, or our sexual orientation, all the stories with which our world wants to divide us by race, by language, by party, by nation, all those stories that we are not enough, that we don't have enough, all of those stories will fade away. The deep story will remain. You are, all of you, God's beloved. All of you. And God trusts you to draw the world a little closer to God's dream. As we mark the end of these ordinary days, may we prepare once again to be greeted by the good news. God's love outlasts every lesser story. If you're frustrated, if you're tired, if you're scared, if you are weighed down by the difficulties of our present days, you are especially invited. Mark the end of ordinary time. Join us as we look to a deeper calendar. All the years we mark in this place point us to the depth of God's love. Love may not seem very powerful, but it can remake our time. Amen.